0: Hello and welcome back to part two of this Ealing Trailfinders 1871 pod special with me, Jeremy Inson. We left off with John Fenlon on his way to hospital, having suffered a cardiac episode in the middle of a veterans rugby match between Ealing Evergreens and UCS Old Boys.
1: I had what an what's called an FTO, which is where there, there was a flap um, that they've now sealed just to mitigate any chance of a reoccurrence. Um, they're still not sure what caused it. And I don't think we'll ever know is, is basically what they're saying that we'll never know. Um, but hopefully what they've done now has, yeah, kind of lessened the chance of it reoccurring. I do remember being operated on, um, and then being put into recovery from the moment we arrived to, um, you know kind of coming out of theater after they'd fixed everything up um, so yeah if, if if anybody from Hammersmith Hospital hears this please extend my deepest thanks <laughs> everything that I've heard since it doesn't happen to 42 year olds I'll go for my checkups and and um, you know kind of post things and, and everyone just kind of says you this shouldn't have happened to you and you still look like you're in great shape and these are medical people you know you're, you're looking okay just look incredibly fortunate to be here. You look at your kids differently, you hold them that little bit longer, squeeze them a little bit tighter.
0: Joining John in the ambulance was his close friend and teammate, Pete Donaldson, who had the task of letting John's wife, Fiona, know what had happened.
1: Pete, who you just mentioned earlier, um, who was absolutely petrified of calling my wife to tell her that I'd had to go to hospital, basically got in contact with her very shortly you know, after the incident and just said, look, John's collapsed. He's going to be taken to hospital. Do you want me to go in the ambulance with him or do you want me to come to you and look after the kids and you come to him? And it was just at that kind of time where she she couldn't immediately leave the kids. So he came to the hospital with me and then left so that she could come. So he went and looked after the kids. My wife got there. Obviously it was quite emotional seeing her. I only saw her after the procedure. You die on a Friday night. I was technically dead for six or seven minutes. Um, but by Tuesday, you're doing the school run because because life just doesn't wait. <clears throat> My wife's a teacher and she'd already kind of taken the Monday off to, to just make sure that I was OK. And I, you know, she was like, I'm just going to take more time off. And I was like, you, you can't because there's 30 kids relying on you. And it, it's and it she's a newly qualified teacher. She she had a corporate career before then and she's just qualified as a teacher and then I decide to have a heart attack. So that, there was all of these things that you never think about that kinda of come into play. We're very open about it, wanted to talk about it, if I wanted to talk about it, which to be honest I didn't because I still hadn't processed it. Even today sat here, I don't think I've sat and dedicated enough time to What happened, the process, um, the people that were involved, how it affected them. It's such a massive occasion. I haven't allowed myself to delve deeply into it, but when I do start scratching the surface, there's so many questions that that I'd love to know answers to. And I think at some point, Justin Green and I will sit down. And I'll ask for a much more detailed analysis of how the body works I've never cried about it um I've never kind of sat and bawled and, and and gone my God, how lucky am I and I know and I know this, but i I've just never had that emotional um outlet and and like I said earlier on i I just think it's down to the kids I think it's down to getting back to work um I just need to keep going because if I do think about it too much, I don't know what the consequences are going to be, I don't know if it kind of makes or breaks. So all I know now is to carry on Um, and I think nearly a year on it's, it's worked out quite well. If at a later date I need to address it, I've got a good enough family and friend support structure around me to, to kind of say look something's not right, go and deal with it professionally and I'm, I'm obviously not against
0: that. Since the incident John has had to stop playing rugby but he has been working with charities to help clubs understand the importance of having a defib machine by the side of a pitch.
1: There's just no warning and it, it just puts a different perspective on life now. Um, especially again with two young kids yeah yeah, I want to see them grow up I want to be become a grandfather at some point so you do appreciate life that a little bit more before what happened to me happened I wouldn't have paid any attention to a defib being in a club now if I walk into a, a clubhouse I engage in a conversation about when did you get your defib or why don't you have a defib um and and I think the more people that have that very simple conversation, the more um, the, the more the more it's going to work. We're, we're going to get deep into grassroots clubs, and, um, and and I firmly believe that I'm only alive today because the club that I was at is is in the high leagues. If I was at a, a low league club, my my day ended. My life ended then. It can happen in any walk of life, not, not just kind of playing rugby. So I think that the work that they're doing is um, interesting to, to forwarding the game, at, especially at grassroots level, um, that they're, they're not cheap pieces of equipment. So you need charities like this that are pushing the boat out, and and doing, it's hard work, you know, to, to go to people and ask for money at any time. Let alone in today's day and age, is is always going to be a an incredibly difficult task. But they're they're doing it with the plum.
0: Justin Green, Sid Young, Paul Jackson, Brendo Flaherty, Eddie oh, Beck. The five. Anything you like to say to them to finish with? Their
1: beers will be cold and free for the rest of their natural lives. Um, <laughs> And I, I, you know, I, I think that's why I haven't let myself get into it that far because it's those boys that I owe my life to. And how how do you ever repay? How do you ever repay that? It, you you allow yourself to go so far, and then you think of those boys and and the effect it's had on them. I just wow, they they will drink free beer for the rest of their lives whenever i'm in the same room as them that's that's all i can say i'm indebted to them thank you gentlemen thank you for being prepared and uh thank you for being there when i needed you the most
0: thanks for listening remember to like and subscribe and to follow us on all our social channels we'll be back soon with another story from eating Trailfinders 1871